Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we're talking about episode 93, Gallo Homes and Gardens. I have to say, the episode titles recently have been just on point. I have loved all of these titles recently, you know, with this one especially. And then you've got Trouble Down Under, which was pretty good. And then (laughs) Faces in the Trees. Oh, yeah. I like the opening gag for this episode a lot. Yeah. Glabnor. Every moment is an eternity with Glabnor. <laughs> that it just it all about that tickled me. I I love that. I don't I don't know how long it's been since uh, Alex has checked in with Andrew because I know when he started Tyrant's Grasp they did a whole bunch of them. Is uh, Glabnor he, a, a reference to something? Not that I'm aware of. Oh okay. <laughs> but I just liked that it was. I, I just thought it was funny. I thought it's it was funny. funny. It's and it, you know, it's this whole rundown, and he delivers it with his cheery voice, and it's you know whatever oh, it was. No I, no, I know. Demon <laughs> of pain. Every moment with Glabnor is an attorney. You know, it's just oh, it was just great. Yeah, I <laughs> I really do like Alex's open openers for the episodes. They're all pretty good. I think they've gotten a lot better than the uh, old skull and shackles. Although some of those were pretty good. Yeah, I have the list right here. <laughs> Something about the ham pocket or whatever the hell it was. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. I, I just think it stepped up. The little having the little gag, the little commercial to open, or the little, you know, sponsored jingle type approach to it. I like it a lot better. <laughs> ham wallet. That's what it was. Ham wallet. Yes, that's right. Ham wallet. Sorry. Episode I said ham 59. <laughs> ham wallet. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. I'm looking through all these old swear words that he came up with. I'm yeah, some of those were, were pretty good. Yeah. So let's uh. see. We we opened the episode with leveling up. Mm-hmm. Pretty good level ups. Yep, yep. There were good level ups. I don't think anything was exceptional. Although Joe mm-hmm. did have a shout out that he got his healing hands fixed, so now he won't fail nearly as horribly as he was before. Mm-hmm. So All thanks to you. Uh, it wasn't the only one that was, was saying get those numbers up. Right. I mean, he needed to, but you basically walked him through what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I did take some time so, to put that down. That's true. So, you know. But it's Joe. If you don't draw pictures, he's not going to get there. <laughs> uh see. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot with the level ups. It's, it's fairly standard. I mean, 12th level isn't really a big, big level for a lot of things. I mean, you get the extra you know, ability point, but, you know, it doesn't do a whole lot for you. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Matt got some magic circle thing. Some, some Oh, yeah, his binding circles. Binding circles. Yeah, they basically, they're magic circles, but they're traps. Yep, yep. So so Randolph has a nice armor buff for Thaleas, and he pops out on his own now, and he can deliver touch spells. Oh, yeah. oh that, is, that is pretty good, that he can deliver touch spells through Thaleas, and Thaleas can be like... 50 feet away yeah that's pretty nice i mean you know it's a nice range on a touch spell yeah you don't even need a rod to extend it or reach extend would be duration i think uh yeah if you're using the game term extend as opposed to just saying you know yeah the word extend i was trying to use game terms that is um let's see oh our Uh, genus got disintegrate Uh, which frankly left me conflicted That's... very conflicted really i thought it was hilarious oh yeah cause... all i could all i could hear was it... tom doing his laugh you know giggle giggle disintegrate i'm like that's not going to be creepy <laughs> that's not going to weird me out i mean it's going to be magical and he had some other <laughs> stuff with his harrow deck but i didn't i'm not i don't yeah. understand he I, I didn't fully understand it i, I look know. forward to seeing it in use and seeing what it's about. If he bothers to use it, he doesn't seem to be using any of his harrower abilities. 
Like he doesn't do the the readings in the, every day, and he doesn't do. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know what his class does at this point. Like he's supposed to be giving out bonuses for readings, but he doesn't. Well, doesn't he do them? Doesn't he also have to give out penalties if they come up? Yeah, it's it's you know you can't pick and choose. I don't think. But well, still, I'm going think... to toss this out there. I do know someone, another character in another podcast who did some Harold readings every day for everybody, talked all the all the characters into it, all the players, and then basically handed out nothing but penalties to her fellow PCs and got all the buffs herself. Not because you can actually control what goes where, but because as you do the reading, you know, that's, that's just, just how it worked out. out. Hey, a bunch of negatives for you and a couple positives. Oh, look, I got all positives. And then it was like, and everyone's like, whoa, yeah. enough of that crap. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. It, it, it would be nice to see Tom use his character as intended. Uh, yeah. Or, or to use more of the unique harrower abilities. Because it, it kind of just feels like a weird version of a wizard. Yeah, I can see that. I would like to see some more of the card action and see what comes out of that. Because. Uh, yeah. I, I definitely would. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I'd, I'd like to see more of it. Um, Other than that, I think they ended up looting the ghoul yep, after that. Yep. Oh, uh, Uhtred got a new, a neat new arcana and a neat new spell. And I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. There was something about the spell, I think, lets he can deliver it via his weapon, just like a Magus can. But he can steal right. buffs from other people. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's like yeah. spell sight. And then he, he has a neat... Ar- I forget what the new arcana was, but it was something related to... Uh... I think I think it has something to do with his, his crits. Oh, okay, okay. That sounds right. Yeah, because it's... He can do something when he crits. I forget. Ex- I don't remember what it was. Very nice. But the uh, nice. the spell siphon is is pretty good, uh, especially if you've got like a you know if you can see they've got or know that they have a specific buff, and you're like, I would like that. It, it'd be kind of neat to be able to use it with you know like uh, an instance of true seeing, like if they have mirror image. So you can literally just call out, Oh, I want your mirror image. Hit them, and then you can dispel it and take it for yourself without having to roll for the mirrors, which is pretty neat. Because then they have to roll for the mirrors, and no, that sounds uh, <laughs> that sounds like that can be a lot of fun. I mean, it, it could certainly yeah, turn I, the tide in a battle. Definitely. So I, I look forward to Uhtred using that. Yeah, I can't wait to see to see some of these things in action. Um, and then we had the loot, huh? Oh, the loot, the ghoul, the loot. loot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there was a ring of. For a ghoul, he had a surprising amount of stuff. Well, he was he was a special <laughs> ghoul. He was a he was a special. named ghoul. Yeah. He was yeah. named Meat. <laughs> so he had a, a ring of eloquence, which I thought was an interesting one. With the uh, yeah, that's not a, an item I'd heard of before. No, I, th- I had to go probably look it up. AP it's, it's specific, neat. but it kind of kind of clues you into what might be important languages to know in the not too distant future. You know, giant yeah, goblin or common. Uh, I mean, something in there's got to be important. The undercommon is probably the what I would say is more important, but giant is not great either. If that's what's coming, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it certainly seems weird that you don't have. Uh, I mean, I don't know who the hell they'd be in inter- a ghoul would be interacting with to do this, but and no Joe had a pretty nice, uh, we'll pretty nice out. Uh, call out in there. One ring to speak them all. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. I did. I, liked I, it. I didn't catch everything about the scythe, though. It was, I did catch that it was wounding and frost and plus two. And then there was some sort of divine mm-hmm. favor power, which gives you like a plus three luck bonus, I think, to hit and damage. And it was said it was a unique yeah, weapon. It's, it's a, yeah, it's definitely unique. I don't, it's either AP specific or I don't know, maybe it was off of a list or something. I don't, I don't know where he gets these because this isn't, you know, 
got to remember this was a, a, a cam monster rather than just a straight AP. So I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it was something out of cams. Well, I brain. think... It- didn't Cam and they picked it out? Uh, didn't Cam boost it? I mean, didn't Cam take something from the AP and then say, "Ah, use these spells and this tactics"? I don't know. I I genuinely don't know. Okay. Because I don't know if the the ghoul was supposed to be here and they're just making it a more unique monster, or if it's a completely unique monster and like there was something else that was supposed to happen at this point in the books. Well, the the Ring of Eloquence stinks to me like an AP specific item, and I would think if they had that then probably the scythe is too. It kind of, it feels okay. to me, they it, it feels to me like it's an AP specific thing. We've had, uh, uh, when I've been playing them, there's been a few weapons that have come across that have had some sort of specific uh, thing that makes them a little bit, you know, more than your average weapon, magic weapon type thing. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's such a specific set of enchantments that it's either got to be, you know, either AP or custom, right. Yeah, it's yeah, because it's not just like one of those ones you find lying around. <laughs> yeah, because you do that, right? You just so. you, you go walking through your garage at the castle, and you go, oh, oh gosh, look what mm-hmm. I left to here in the corner, guys. Well, adventurers, check yeah. out this plus five <laughs> weapon. I just it was just laying around here. Gosh, <laughs> forgot all about it. Um, yeah. After that, we get to them breaking uh, down yes, camp, and which inter- leads to intra-party whispering. <laughs> Yeah, uh, genus basically pulls over Uhtred, which is just a funny image to me. Just whoop, whoop. Yeah, you know, when uh, Nick made the woo-woo sound, I flash back to... Yeah, well, uh, he did that and said, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what I did wrong. Right, obviously. right. I flash back to, uh, and this is really going to date me, but Eddie Murphy Raw. and uh, I, I do actually know that okay. one. <laughs> so you know the, you know, just pull on over, Mr. Speeder, Speeder, Speeder. Got, it was just a fantastic skit. Very, very funny. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that's where I went. So, yeah, I thought it was fine. The, the conversation was interesting because I think we'd actually talked about this before. You know, like, Razzny's probably going to want her lungs back or at least know that they're there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then it, it devolves into a bunch of, I don't know, rules lawyering, like getting very specific on, you know, how, how far are you and, and what are you doing? Well, it and, wandered it wandered off into the... It wandered off into metagameville, is is what it did, right? This is the this yeah. is that, the the big metagaming thing that you're not supposed to be doing, right? Because you're you're yeah. now crossing sort of the two streams, it, if you will. Yeah, because it all felt very uh, the the conversation between the two PCs felt fine. It was funny, and after that, it felt like Alex was trying to give Matt's character a chance to overhear the conversation, but went about it in such a a forced way. I don't, I don't. Yeah, it, it. I get that there are very specific rules for it. I, I just, I think the manner in which they went about it was a little. It, it had the feeling of, of a weird. gotcha. You know, you're doing something, yeah. and you know, most commonly, I would say you'd get this when you, you know, you're walking along and you fall in a pit trap or something, right? You're not paying total attention, and you know, boom, you go into the pit trap, and this kind of had that same feel. Well, you didn't say you were paying attention, and it was, you know, hey, I'm gonna let him have a role for this. I'm gonna, and I absolutely agree. There's a much better way that this could have been done so that the conversation that you know Utrid and Arginus have stays, you know, on point, immersive 
initiative and goes through it. And then mm -hmm. Alex could, like, in my opinion, he could have looked from behind the screen, crunched the numbers, asked to hear what Matt's perception is, you know, okay, you know, had, had right. some of the numbers look at it. And then, you know, maybe just had Matt roll. Yeah, could have had and... Matt roll, not tell him what for. I'm just having you roll or roll for Matt or, you know, whatever. And then look at it and go, hey, are we even close to hitting those numbers? Are we, does he, nah, okay, maybe not. And right. could have kept it much more, you know, unobtrusive. Yeah, much more organic to the story, I guess. And not a, hey, let's stop and argue about exactly how many feet apart you are. And, well, you didn't say you ran into the woods. And, and it just, it devolved into just a bunch of bickering, funny but I think ultimately pointless. It just it didn't feel like it should have been there. Like yeah, especially especially know. when uh, when Matt rolled a one. Yeah, that's what I said. It's ultimately pointless. They could have just you know he could have rolled to begin with, like you said, and then you know it wouldn't have been it, it, this whole conversation would need to have happened. It's gonna kind of be like okay, well he's Tiabeth's clearly busy, so we'll move on. I don't know. It just it it it's one of those segments that they maybe either could have edited out or edited down. Uh yeah. I could see I that. I, I mean, know. you know, have the metagame conversation and then, you know, clip it out. And yeah. I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm not, when I say the metagame conversation, I'm talking about the kinds of things that, you know, take you out of the immersive stuff. I mean, when you're playing the game, you can't be, I'm just my character. What exactly would my character do? Because your character wouldn't be thinking in terms of five foot steps or move actions or swift actions or any of that crap. So, right. you know, we, we, we have metagaming happening all the time. It's when it gets to this level that just kind of yanks you out of this, the neat experience. Right. Which is exactly what it right. did. Because it went from a, a fun or conversation between two pcs to just rules lawyering right i i or or i think in this case rules politics yeah <laughs> yeah and it was it clearly wasn't any fun for anybody i mean from from listening to it alex yeah. wasn't happy about it tom and nick weren't exactly thrilled about the approach you know yeah i think matt was the only one that was like i mean yeah this is what i would do yeah well i mean you <laughs> Which... know i i think matt's thing was was all on character so i don't I don't see anything, yeah. you know, wrong about that. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I do just... agree. I think there was a there was a better way to do it on the side or something. I don't know. I know mm -hmm. in second edition they have passive stuff, so you just add ten to your skill bonus, and that's your passive right. number. So you know, maybe use something like that, or or you know, maybe say, okay, Matt, let's see if what giving him 20 does or i i don't know you could you know you could or give him 10 just say okay you're taking 10 he's gonna take 10 because he doesn't really know it's happening because they right. just go and do it it's not like he you know sees them and goes oh something is up what should i i mean he's just in camp doing his thing and he sees him talking okay and i, and I get it he, he you know i would be like oh what are they saying i'd be interested too but i think it is different from right from the eavesdropping so maybe it's just give him a take 10 on his perception and then you just need to know what the value is and alex can run the numbers on that and go eh, maybe that's good maybe that's not or yeah. you know maybe he catches enough he wants to make a check or i don't know but that would that would give some yeah. some sort of flow to it maybe i don't know it's always tough to yeah. do some of these things because you're trying to get people to react as if they don't know what's going on while the yeah. others, the people yeah, across that's... the table are doing their secret thing and everybody can hear it because that's half the fun is you're you're watching as well as participating, right? Yeah, I, yeah, so I get that. that it, it always makes some of that stuff more difficult to pull off, you know, and get that feeling. Unless yeah. you're just absolutely going, nope, you guys aren't there, out of the room. You know, we'll let you know what you hear based on some perception checks when you come back I've... or something which I don't know that that's... 
feasible for them to do since they're all uh, recording, remotely, right. remotely recording. Sorry. I mean, I had a I had a GM that would do that. Like, if you were going to have a private conversation and you were going to make sure no one over, would overhear it, he'd pull you and whoever. You, you know, if it was an NPC, you and him would go into the room or if there were other PCs involved. You'd all walk into like the other room of the house and you would talk about it while the others couldn't hear you and you'd have to come back, which was, uh, it was the first time I'd ever done that. It's it's fun. It's it's interesting, but like, I don't know, it, it really slowed the game down. <laughs> well, yeah, especially when you start, everybody starts doing it now because now they're super paranoid or they just want to be, yep. you know, well, I have a secret too then. My favorite yep, thing to exactly. do when that shit starts is to wait patiently for my turn call the gm out there and then go so i just wanted to find out what soda do you want me to get from the garage because i'm gonna go get a soda for you <laughs> and remember this is a completely secret conversation yeah yeah, and, yeah you know then they wonder what the heck's going on and you bring the soda out or drink and go here you go mr wonderful gm <laughs> and they're going what the now you're hell just sowing distrust through the whole group I, you know i i'm never the first one to pull that trigger Somebody else always pulls the trigger first. And then I go, all right, let me show you how it's done. Oh, you just, now you're just one-upping people. I, okay. You know, I, I live in a household where that is what must be done. And that's, that's how I was raised. You know, you got to get one up. Okay. You got to do one better. You got to really surprise mm. people. I, I do that. Just, I do it in my brain. Oh. And nobody knows about uh, it. <laughs> well, you know, then it always works perfectly. Exactly. I'm never disappointed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> When we when we get close <sighs> and right. do our Christmas episode, I'll I'll tell you about one of the best Christmas surprises I ever pulled on anybody gift wise. I look forward. Uh, it's a to good one. one. It's a good one. I guess after that they kind of move on. Yeah, there that well there was a, a a rules discussion about air walk at will for one round at a time, which right, which is a case of specific overriding general. Uh, right, right, where... absolutely. I it, to me it was what they kind of needed to do was, and I've seen this in Pathfinder before. I, I get what they're doing. They're, they're trying to say, Hey, your guy can air walk, but he does it for a round at a time. And so you're like on the ground and then off the ground for 60 feet and then on the ground and off the, so you're not really leaving extensive tracks. Not that Phantom Steed leaves tracks anyway, but the other upside yeah. of that is if you need to, you know, jump a, a chasm or something, you can go right across it. Like you're riding smoothly and they're trying right. to keep it, you know, tied to the ground because they want fly to be the next big thing. And they should have just taken a second to say, you know, give a little description. This means you're kind of hopping across the ground or, you know, if you went off a cliff, you could, you know, sort of bounce down it or something, you know, so you're, you know, kind of describing how they intend you to use this one round at a time thing. Yeah. Cause otherwise I, I can see how you could just airwalk for one round and then airwalk for the next round and the next round. And it would just basically be fly at that point. But like, yeah, I mean it, there's just, there's some things that are going to go awry, and I think there's some issues with the falling rules and feather fall that would you know gum up some of the things that were said. But overall, yeah. I track it back to Pathfinder intended to make it like you know the horse was only touching the ground occasionally, and should have had some text in there to kind of better describe that. Just as a hey guys, we this is what we imagine. Blah. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, there are descriptions elsewhere, I think, where it says you have to end the round on the ground or else you fall, which I guess if they had just included that. Yeah, I, that would have been, been on the, that could have been on the dry. thing and then said, hey, this is uh, to me, uh, what I was also needed was this is how we intend you to use this and this to be an effective thing for you to use is this, you know, this example, yeah. which, you know, oh, no, the bridge is out. Well, good thing it's only 50 feet across. I go right across it, you know, yay. Or I'm going to ride right over this river. Over I go. Because, you know, I only have to cross right. 40 feet or something. No big deal. But they, 
they didn't include any of that. And that, of course, leads to some of this or even in an FAQ say, hey, this is how we intended it to work. And it's usually, right. uh, you know, usually how these things go is most people look at it, go, oh, that must be what they mean and then run with it. And then there's always that, you know, that one guy and it's not always the same guy, but there's always that one guy that goes, well, wait a minute. That could also mean, or I could, you know, right. could I use it like this then? And it's like, ah, no, that's not what they're doing. Yeah. So, but, uh, I thought actually you'd yeah. be more excited about it because it is a rules thing, but you seem to be already settled <laughs> on this puppy. So well, whoop for me for bringing it up. Me? Yeah, I thought you'd be excited. Normally, the rules stuff really, you know, get you get your blood pumping. Well, like I said, yeah, like I said, I said in the you know in, in the beginning, it it feels like a a point where a, a specific is overriding the general because it says you know acts as like you know featherfall or airwalk or whatever, but then it goes on to give very specific uses or changes to that spell. So. It, it just it feels like a, an instance of it functions like this except in these ways so it, i guess there is still some room for interpretation on that but like it felt less like the argument was needed again <laughs> twice in a row <laughs> i don't know i, don't I just know thought either. you'd be a little more fired up about that one that's why i put that in there so or i'm hmm. in my notes to make sure to, to bring it up but uh yeah and then uh, let's see, we're we're going through the jungle, or we're check, or I'm sorry, we're trekking mm-hmm. through the gallows wood or garden or whatever the hell this bloom is. The gallows, after the radiant homes and fire, gardens. yeah, gallows homes and garden. And uh, Tia Blith <laughs> realizes that underneath all this foliage is some city, some sort of habitation, yep. some sort of place of importance, but not. Not in the way like, you know, you find Mayan ruins in the in the South American jungle. Uh, Mayan. It wouldn't be Mayan. It would be... Uh, It'd be Central America. But uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to hit the right one there. I don't know. There's a lot in there. It's a lot. Yes, there are. But the, uh, you know, it's not like that where the, the vines are grown in. They're kind of splattered over it. And he points out that this is Adarak, the capital of Tar Baffon's empire. So that means Nessie's townhouse is in here somewhere. <laughs> Because, you know, she had her own place in the capital when they were, you know, you know, tight, you know, when that love was heavy duty. Yeah. That's in the lore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that was, that was a yes, lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And then we have, I, I enjoyed that, but then we had the arrival of, uh, and I may get the name wrong. I thought it was Ester, Estuary or Estari. And then I got a Fallen Stag as the last name. I guess I don't know. I you know what they they should it put it in right. chat. I know it's what they fallen. Should put it in the Discord chat for us. Spell it out right and just tag <laughs> us, and then it'll be that'll be enough. Hold on, hold on. Matt's online. Oh, he is online. Oh well, in that case, let's wait for Matt. Do, 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 do. Sorry, that's all the jeopardy you're getting out of me, man. All right, let's see if he responds. I mean, I hate to get the name wrong. Yeah. Because it feels like this is a big reveal, especially being a grave knight from Last Wall that was sent to infiltrate Geb. So now we're tying back to, oh, here we go. Gustari. Gustari. Gustari Fallenstag. Okay. All right. So then we have the arrival of, well, there's a flyer. Yep. They notice that. Uh, goes over. <laughs> they notice another Pegasus, four, four, four-legged winged creature. Yeah. Uh, and I, Pegasus in air quotes, folks. So we, we were, f- some of us were fully expecting to hear, Adventures! Come, now let us be your beasts of burden. But no, no, it was not. It was some kind of 
undead hippogriffy companion that landed and then this gustari fallen stag gets off and talks about how she can smell a rasny on him yeah again the, the lungs giving them away what we assume we assume <laughs> yeah we, we assume the lungs it could be the the panoply or it could they could just be like they know that they've talked to her recently i guess yeah i mean that it, maybe maybe her magic is still maybe maybe you know, literally there them. is a stink from a rasny on them you know maybe yeah. a rasny did some kind of divine marking ritual you know roughly akin to a dog peeing on a on a fire hydrant and that's what's happened to the party i don't know you, you could have just gone with arcane mark you didn't have to say the peeing thing no i think i did it would have I cost think I did. you nothing not to <laughs> i think i did i really think i did <laughs> okay anyway however erasny's marked them you know sharpie scent marking whatever <laughs> um gustari is all over them she wants yep. to know where erasny is and Tia Bliss doing the talking. So we'll, we'll have to see what that is. But I, what I, I did think was super interesting here was that she's an agent of Geb. Right. I, I, I assumed that they were looking, they were out looking for Razni to bring her home. But why the hell are they in Tarbafon space? Operating openly uh, and just going to grab a Razni. I mean, I'm Tarbafon. I thought I buried that chick, right? I mean, I mean that's, I thought I killed her. And now she's back? I mean, he's probably not even there. They they probably came up there, saw Gallowspire was destroyed, and, you know, they found these people walking in the woods or, in, or you know, came across the scent or the mark or whatever it is. I You know, Tarbifon's probably not here, and they probably That's know a- that, which is probably why they're not more concealed. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I what you say sounds reasonable because Tarbifon has things to do, people to conquer and kill and raise back as his army. I mean, yeah, the I mean, man's he's not got stuff. Yeah, his tower and his prison and then just right stay. he's got him get himself a new girlfriend because he's cut nessie off you know he's got a he's he's a guy that's you know finally out for the first time in what like a thousand years or something thereabouts so you know he wants a night on the town this guy i, I hear i hear what he's saying you know all work and no play makes him a dull undead boy <laughs> but it's interesting i think that the agents of geber are just operating there because i i was not aware that tarbafon and geb were in any way, shape, or form allies. That I don't know. I don't know the lore there. Yeah, so I wonder what I wonder what twists we have coming from that. Now, it also makes me wonder how a showdown or a strike from, you know, strike in quotes, right? The guys do what they're supposed to do. They disable the witch gates. Razni can teleport to Tarbafon. She goes mm-hmm. to Tarbafon. Bam! I'm going to deliver my can of whoop-ass. And suddenly, here's the other grave knights that go, we're taking you home to Geb. And Tarbafon's like, what? I mean, yeah. I mean, how's that go down? I, sure, take this chick that I thought I killed that's now come back and is a god now. I'm thinking... It feels like it's going to be a three-way battle between the PCs and Arasni trying to fight both Geb and... Or actually, it feels like it's going to be like a, a, a three-way fight with the PCs trying to distract the Grave Knights to allow Arasni to fight Tarbafon. So, you know, like... There's that sounds reasonable. Kind of going on there. That sounds reasonable. That could be entertaining. I'm yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to see a little, you know, undead conqueror squaring off against undead ruler, and maybe undead philosophies don't match, so we get a little undead on dead uh, pain and suffering going there. Yeah, you know, kind of like grinding bones to dust. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what is that even like undead, you know, violence on undead violence thing going. There? I don't even know. It's uh-huh. a lot of clicking and squishing or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they can talk, so I think it would just be a lot of yelling and then throwing lot, magic spells. A lot of sass mouthing back to each other. Yeah. Your mama was grave dirt. Ah, your mama was grave dirt too. It sounds like this could be you know, pretty lame. I mean, really. <laughs> uh, let's, let's. I did. 
I did notice that the 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 backup for the Grave Knight were the daughters of Urgothoa, which right. I don't know what that means. They're not great. Th- no, they're they're not great. I mean, none of this is good for the party. I mean, let's make <laughs> that clear for the listeners right now. None of this sounds good for the party. But what I'm thinking about is the the picture we get again to that strike where Arasni attacks Tarbathon and we got all that going on. Do the daughters of Urgothoa mean that, you know, are are they agents of Tarbathon? Are they agents working for Geb? I mean, according I to the they're... rundown that Alex gave, no high priest or priestess of Urgothoa can bestow this on someone. The goddess does it herself on her whims. Right. Whatever that is. So, I mean... I mean, what uh, the uh, heck? I guess it depends on what Urgothoa thinks that they're going to do in this position. like, Or if she, she cares. She wants, she I mean... Sounds yeah. like there's a whole lot of she may not even care. So we'll see. But yeah, it, it is real bad for the party because uh, Alex rolls to hit after they start combat on Uhtred. And I think he gets a 47. <laughs> yes. Is, <laughs> yes. And Uhtred's like, yeah. It's like, oh shit, <laughs> we're not playing around and anymore. Uhtred had some, yeah, yeah. Uhtred made some comment and then Matt's all, what? Do you think you can dodge it? You think you're me? <laughs> Which I think was a pretty clear callback to Windy Escape, which he shouldn't have had in the first place. <laughs> right. Cheater. But uh, I think for the first time in a while, we get a, a pretty pretty good cliffhanger with, uh, you know, a plus... F- well, they've all been good cliffhangers, but we're back to the... We're back to a this is defi- combat cliffhanger this is definitely, where uh, someone's been Yeah, I was going to say an intense cliffhanger where there's... You really want to know what's happening next. There's some real, you know... You're really tired. You got some real skin in the game and like, what's going on? What's, what's going to happen next? As opposed to... And now we're making camp. Right. You know, as I as I walk off the cliff or so, whatever, I forget <laughs> what it was. They they had ones that just weren't as intense. Still good though. Still clever. Still right. Still fun, but not yeah, not like this. We haven't had one like this in a while. Yeah. So I uh, I'm excited. And to we see didn't how have well a beheading goes. before at this time. So we're you know we're uh, we're on a high right now. We're riding a high. <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like next episode is probably going to be a full combat episode. Um, oh. I mean, are you dogging on it already? No, I didn't say that. I just said that's probably what it's going to be. Man, just the sadness in your voice when you say it, though. Just (laughs) no, it's fun because we got a bunch of uh, we got a bunch of good good explanations and stuff here and now. So next episode is you know them actually battling it out, and who knows? I mean, they could you know wipe the floor with them or you know end it pretty quickly, and we still get half an episode of them wandering the city. Who knows? Although I think Nick last week did say they had a, a combat episode coming up, so this could be it. He, he did. He did. You know, try to warn us that there was you know potential suffering for Toast on the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you know we got to get him to do it in the voice though. Toast! It's a combat episode. <laughs> yes, it is, Charlie. Yes, it is. Oh God! <sighs> you well, know I it doesn't that... get old. You'd think it would, but it doesn't get old. <laughs> I guess on that, do you want to take us out? <laughs> And that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. See you next week. Bye. Bye. that's what i want to hear i want i want that hot young thing to look at me and go hey baby why don't you put it in my ham wallet no no woman is ever <laughs> going to say that to you or any man oh they, they, they might but i'm gonna they have don't. to pay for it <laughs> that's, that's probably not just gonna hand you a hot pocket yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, here's
here's your hot pocket. What the hell? I thought we had something here. 